Good morning. Welcome into the Blitz. Live here on Fan Run Radio, live in the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios. I'm Charlie Collier. Across from me, back behind the board, Mr. Sam Beard. No Andy Brock today as we're with you on this Thursday. Friday, Junior, really getting into your lunch break. A uh, sort of a, a somber Thursday. Yeah. Definitely not a good one. I've had betters. Yeah, I've had better, better, better ones. Thursdays. I've had much better Thursdays for sure. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I did play some pickleball this morning. There you go. Boost your mood up a little bit. Yeah, that's like flush it out from last night. It's a lot night. of pickleball. I've been Yeah, you've been you've I've been, been grinding. It. Yeah. Stepped, I forgot a I forgot a clean shirt, so now I'm just in my sweaty pickleball shirt. Sometimes you got to just roll with what you got. I guess, yeah. Yeah. Um tough Wednesday night, man. Yeah. Tough Wednesday mm. night. Um tell you what, man, it's it's difficult to wait tables while your heart is getting ripped out. Yeah, that just can't be good. Taking I, a glance at the TV ever so often. I just had I was watching it. I I'll be honest. Uh I I I watched the final 7 minutes. <laughs> You didn't. You just didn't even no. go to a table. No. If they needed water, I, they weren't getting it. I went to a table twice in the last seven minutes of that of that entire game. I just stood at the bar and I just pretended like I was doing stuff. It was shocking down the stretch. Uh yeah, yeah. That's one way to put it. Yeah, I mean, it was just a bad night. Really, I was I was not making any money. Surprisingly. I didn't make any money most of the night. Started making some money at the end of the night once I wasn't giving people any service because I was just watching basketball instead. Hmm. Crazy enough. Hmm. But, yeah, just a tough night there. Tough night all around. And then we had some uh, some breaking news in the night. That was weird. That was very weird. I was like, that was the last thing I, I like, refreshed Twitter as the last thing, and then I was going to bed, and then it was like, Kevin Durant to the Suns, and I was like, "Oh, this league, this league." Yeah, a load bomb at one a.m. One, it was one oh six in the morning, and just laying there, I was about to go to sleep, and as I was setting my alarms, I get like a notification, like someone tweeted, "KD to the Suns," like someone I have tweet notifications on for. Sure enough, I thought it was a joke. I pulled it up, and yeah, it was just it was a real thing. Oh man, man! But yeah, we got we got to get into that Tennessee game. But you know, we'll we'll get into that on the other side. Uh, instead, I feel like there's a pretty funny story happening in 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 the NFL right now that no one is talking about. What is that? Have you Am seen what Aaron Rodgers is up to these days? Oh, his little his little darkness retreat. Yeah. Yeah, how have we not talked about that actually? You know, there's, there's more to it, too, right? Like, Aaron Rodgers uh, said he's going to consider his future in a in a darkness retreat. It's a four day, four night, na- four night darkness retreat soon after the Super Bowl. Uh, he said, "Hey, I've got a pretty cool opportunity to do a little self reflection and isolation." Uh, and then after that, I'll feel like I'll be closer to a final, final decision. But 
last summer he took part in the ayahuasca ceremonies that produced, you know, hallucinations, all that stuff. Is that not just this again? No, he's going to do different drugs this time. But part of the reason, apparently, have you heard about this? Apparently there's, like, real reports that ever since he went on on uh, the original, I guess, ayahuasca retreat, mm-hmm. he's been seeing a... Uh, like a figure. I've seen that. Like a shadowy I've figure that. Yeah. that he calls the hat man. Yeah, I've seen that. That sounds apparently scary. Apparently that's like, uh, you know, it's not something that just he's seen. Like this is like a common, not well, not mm. common, but it's like a, I mean, it is like a reoccurring thread of like people that have had similar experiences like describing in their everyday life sometimes like being haunted by a shadowy figure that they all kind of describe as the hat man and they all describe it the same way. So part of this is apparently also to try to to deal with the hat man. Okay. Like he wants to try to face it head on. He he's he's going to rid himself of the hat man. Mono e mano in a dark house yeah. silent so like part of it, with the with the hat man. To visions and to you know to to see your future. But then also part of it is like he's going in there to battle a a, a, a so you know a so-called spirit. Okay, okay. So he's going to go in there, all darkness, sensory deprivation. So it's just him in darkness, hallucinations, and he's going to do a bunch of DMT. This was actually my number one question in Factor Fiction. You know, Factor Fiction, Aaron Rodgers defeats the Hat Man. <laughs> hat Man's got a pretty clean record. He, he's up against it. He seems like he's got a pretty credible, a pretty credible track record here. A lot of people have seen the Hat Man, and not a lot of people have defeated the Hat Man. So is that just going to – if the hat man wins, is he just retiring? I don't know. It sounds like he kind of wants to be a Raider. Imagine, though, if you were just a Packers fan right now and you're just sitting there like, man, is is my quarterback, my Hall of Fame quarterback going to play next year? I don't know. I guess I'm just going to have to wait to see how his four-day DMT trip goes. <laughs> At that point, I'm getting I'm getting ready for Jordan Love, I think. Yeah, we'll see. Hopefully the hallucinogenics scare the scary <laughs> bad guy away and make him want to be a good football player. I don't know. Also kind of crazy that he's just like, yeah, I'm just going to like do this very illegal, incredibly hard psychedelic drug. No one cares. And we're just like, oh, yeah, that's Aaron. Yeah, it was it was like so out of it was just so out of this world that the league just couldn't even like Yeah, I mean, I don't think They couldn't even umbrella it under like, like I, the drug policy. I don't policy, think you ever I thought think. that you had to put ayahuasca no, in the I don't foreign, think so. foreign substance policy. No. You think how many players do you think in the NFL have, have tried ayahuasca active in the NFL? Like you think Outside it's, it's of more Aaron than Aaron Rodgers? Like you think there's at least like 3 to 5 others? There, I mean, there's a lot of NFL players, right? Surely someone's done that Active with them. Active players? What about DMT? Well, that's the same thing, I think. No, ayahuasca is like, uh, um, it's part of, I, I don't know if it was like Inca or like Aztec that it originated, like some of those native tribes in South America, Central America, before it was 
um, some of the Native American tribes like here in North America and like towards the desert. But ayahuasca, um, I'm fairly confident, originated from like the ayahuasca ceremonies like Native Americans would do. It comes from a – does it come from a cactus? It comes from some sort of plant. So, But I don't think it's like quite the same as DMT. Let's go to psychable.com and see what the difference is. You know, you got your peyotes, you got your, your ayahuascas, you got your DMTs. Okay, yeah, it, it is found in a in a plant. That's yeah. DMT, I guess. Yeah, you drink it in tea. Huh. And it, it's supposed to, like, it's it was drank in, in part of, like, spiritual ayahuasca tea ceremonies where... You know, if you, it's like a journey of self-discovery and, and whatever else. Like, that is, that's the intention. Okay, yeah. So, the yeah. Ayahuasca is just like DMT on steroids, I think. I thought, I'm pretty sure DMT is more intense but shorter, and then ayahuasca is still incredibly intense but also like 12 hours. Yeah, this says that DMT is shorter, has a shorter duration of action. Like you remember when uh oh gosh when uh when in Yellowstone do you watch Yellowstone? Uh, I watched the first season of it, but then I didn't keep watching it. Oh well, spoilers. Uh, in Yellowstone, when like Casey Dutton goes on that journey to find himself, like sees the wolf and whatever else, like I'm pretty sure that was pretty sure that was ayahuasca. They're just throwing that out on on uh. On Yellowstone? That's kind of wild. I mean, it's Yellowstone, you know? They kind of just let anything anything happen in there? I guess they kind of do. I mean, there's murder. Yeah. Lots of it. Yeah. Anything and goes out on the Western nudity, Front. Nudity, drugs, drinking. I just didn't think ayahuasca was really... Why'd you quit watching Yellowstone? I think uh, I didn't really have. I don't think I had Peacock Plus, or whatever it's. I don't even really know how I Peacock watched it. Peacock or whatever. And I think they only had like season one that was free. And then when I was watching it, I just never really. Uh, I don't think I took the time to go get the extra subscription to whatever I could to unlock seasons. What two, three, four? Is there a fifth season now? Yeah. Yeah. So I I, I just watched one. And then let let the rest of it be up to my imagination. It was a good show. Yeah, I, kinda, I, mean, I, I think I should finish it so off. Surprised. I can't imagine watching the first season and stopping. Well, I was kind of forced to. I mean, technically not forced to. I just didn't really want to go through the paywall for the next three seasons. I mean, I, I like to me, it would would absolutely have been worth it. I think I have Peacock now too. Maybe for some other show that I was watching. I can't. I don't know. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll get on that. Maybe I'll try and and get on my Yellowstone, get back on Yellowstone a little bit. I would recommend it. So, uh, tough Wednesdays, but I guess at least we don't see an evil spirit in our day-to-day lives randomly pop up sometimes. I guess, you know, that's always a plus. Um, do you have a, I mean, did you do anything else to redeem your Wednesday? Last night, I uh, I got kind of upset with how, how many pages of apps I had on my phone. And so I tried to consolidate everything into folders. 
and I'm down to like three pages where one's just kind of like the big, you can make the big widgets and stuff, you know, like you get your weather, you get your, your maps, you get your alarm clock. I've never get, actually done that, but I, I think I kind of knew it was a thing. Yeah. But then I consolidated everything down to like a lot of folders and it's really, it's kind of confusing me. I've been used to the chaos of having like nine different pages with apps just strung out all over my phone and I kind of knew which uh, which page everything was on and I would, you know, I could kind of, I just knew where everything was and now I'm now I'm struggling a little bit being more organized. But it, it streamlines the process here. I deleted Apple Music officially yesterday. I'm, I'm officially onto the Spotify train. Spotify is probably better, but it's just Apple Music is is just easier. Yeah, you think? Well, I don't know. I already have you had both. I do have both actively. I so for until really in the last six months, right? So the first twenty two years of my life, I just downloaded songs. Yeah, like through I remember iTunes. you saying that. Like through iTunes, like I would just purchase songs and buy them. Um, oh, I thought you would like download them. Off I would. Of like so YouTube. I would if I would mostly just rip MP3s off of YouTube and just illegally yeah. steal songs, essentially. Uh, and I did that, and I would just save the clip art for the album cover and just manually enter it into my iTunes and download it onto my phone. I did that for like that's a lot of work. Five years. That's a lot of work. And then finally, I just made the switch over to Apple Music because my family just had it, and it was just became easier finally. Because you, I guess, with all the updates that iTunes has done, you can no longer just like easily drag a song from iTunes onto like your phone, and your phone's plugged into your computer. Yeah. So I finally just started using Apple Music. I would use Spotify to listen to songs I wasn't sure I wanted to download yet. Just to like be able to listen to anything, pull it up, and then I would, I would have a list, running list of songs that I liked that I wanted to download, and then just like once a week, I just go, you know, five, four, ten songs sometimes to just go download them from YouTube. How long does that take? Like it'd take like fifteen minutes, ten minutes for five songs. For five songs, yeah, I'd usually get that done in like ten to fifteen. See, I just don't know if that's worth the time. Ten. I don't know if it was either, but I did it for a long time. I could probably curate a playlist of like sixty songs in ten minutes. Off yeah, of like Spotify. Yeah, I would put together like I would put together like Spotify playlists sometimes. Just I would sit there like before a party or something. Just like all right, off the top of my head, what songs do I want on a playlist? And I just sit there and think about songs and type them in and put them in. I think Spotify gives you like some new music a little bit better than Apple Music does. Yeah, you kind of just have you really have to look for it in Apple Music, and I think they try and give they try and bring it to the forefront a little bit better on Spotify. I, I agree with that too. But uh, let's go ahead and catch a break, and well, I guess we were trying to avoid it for a second, but we got to talk about it. Got to let's talk about it. We got to talk about it. So let's get it over. Let's with. just. A lot of people taking victory laps out there. Yeah. Which, shame on you if you got excited that your team lost just so you could feel right online. But a lot of people out there taking On February 9th. Yeah, on On February February 9th. 9th. Come on. We're better than that. Catch a break. Well, 
here we are. Uh, a week and a half removed, essentially, from looking like an elite offensive team against one of the better teams in the country in Texas and, and, and dominating them at home and, and looking like potentially the best team in the country. Yeah. Here we are, a week and a half later. You've gone one and two since that moment. Um, well, two bad losses. Yeah, the month of February hasn't been kind to us no. so far. It's been a bad month. Uh, been mm-hmm. a bad month. I mean, you know, Florida. Florida wasn't a bad loss from a resume sense, but it was a bad loss just in the way that we everything performed. transpired. Yep. And then you don't, don't exactly gain a lot of confidence scoring less than, than 50 in a win against Auburn. And now last night, you know, you play an under 500 Vanderbilt team and a 27% three-point shooter beats you from three at the buzzer after uh, just uh, an orchestra, a comedy of errors down the stretch. <sighs> a lot of people today. A lot of people doing the I told you so, doing the pointing fingers and finding tweets from a month ago. And I mean, it's not uh, enjoy yourself. If that's what makes you feel happy today to, to run around and say I told you so, that's fine. You're probably the same person that after the Texas win said, well, it doesn't matter because we're going to lose in March anyway, which is kind of ironic. Seems like regular season games only matter to a lot of folks if you lose them. Yeah. No, no credit for wins, but all all the discredit in the world for losses. But, you know, at this point, you can't deny that there is an issue with this team. At this point, you can't deny there are problems. There are things to be frustrated about. It's never as bad as it seems, right? You're still a two-seed. If the season ended today, you are still a two-seed in the NCAA tournament. It's a good place to be. You know, you are still, I believe, capable of beating any team in the country. I think you're still capable of beating Alabama a week or, you know, six days from today. I think you will beat Alabama six days from today. But this team, more inconsistent than I think we thought and maybe more prone to to having off nights than we thought. And I think this is kind of an opportunity to just get that reset, you know, just collect yourself come together hey you bottomed out you hit rock bottom last night uh, and and you know now you got to find a way to to fight back and and you know come out of this thing all right but clearly yeah clearly there are problems when you go one and two and lose games on the road at florida and on the road at vanderbilt and don't really find ways to score turn the ball over too much uh, you know, take a lot of bad shots, take shots late in the possession. Yeah, there, there are issues. Um, what did you see last night, Sam? Yeah, I think uh, I think that sums it up. Just this team is is um, I think a little bit more inconsistent than we might have thought. Um, you know, it's hard to. This is this just really felt like one of those head scratcher games where you kind of you just walk out of it, not really like. If you look at our t te- our stats as a team, it's not it's not the worst thing in the world. It's not the best, but you know you you kind of expect 
you've had games so far this year where you've shot like I mean we we shot forty six percent from the field as a team, thirty seven percent from three. You make seven threes last night. You you out rebound them by eight. You have more assists than them. You you only have one more turnover than them. You would think that you know with with the way that your defense can play that you can win that game. And I feel like maybe we've gotten a little bit too relying on that defense. Maybe I don't know if relying is the word, but it just doesn't feel like that offense is is, is clicking anymore. And we've just got. We've just been we've just been playing some bad basketball here over the last three games, and you look at what you got coming up with Missouri, Bama, Kentucky, A and M. This is kind of a this is a point in the season where you're, you lose that game against Vandy last night, and you need to just tell yourself like, hey, we've got four very important basketball games coming up here in SEC play. You can either lay down or you can make something happen here and and, and fix something on the offensive end and. You know, I don't I don't know where it comes from, but these guys are just going to have to find a way if you if you want to make something work with this team. And I think that can be a a tough place to be in, or it can be a very valuable place to be. And you can and you can really turn your season around. So I'm not totally out, but we've been uh, we haven't been playing good basketball right now at all. I mean, again, it's just tough, right? When you know you have a team that typically doesn't shoot the three all that well that shoots 45 percent against you that's yeah on the road that's tough to overcome you know I don't want to make excuses for this team if this was just like a one-off loss that would be a more reasonable excuse you know a team shot 45 percent from three at home hard to win but you know again this is three straight games you haven't played well and I mean you should be better offensively than you are you're doing a great job getting looks around the rim. You know, I think you've been pretty efficient in making those too. You need less floaters from Zakai Ziegler. Uh, that that is just not something that he has in his bag yet. Like that's not a part of his game. But you know, I, I, the, the really the difference with this offense, the biggest issue with this offense is the fact that you're just not shooting the ball all that well from three. Mm-hmm. I mean, Santiago Vescovi is your best three point shooter right now, and it's thirty four percent. You know, Zakai's at 32%, Josiah's at 30%, Julian Phillips is at 27%, Tyreek Key's at 35%, but, you know, he's not exactly taking a high volume. And Santi still just looks uncomfortable out there. He doesn't look... Right, but... He doesn't look all... Tennessee generates more open, like, catch-and-shoot looks from three than most teams in the country, than the vast majority of the country. Tennessee has guys, Santi, career-wise, an excellent three-point shooter. You know, it's, it's it's frustrating because you look like last year, 40% three-point shooter. Josiah Jordan-James, shooting 30% from three. I mean, it's frustrating because you look at last year, he was 32% from three, but in SEC play, 40%. You know, when you had one of the best offenses in the country for the last couple of months of the season, month and a half of the season, Josiah was shooting 40%. Uh, Zakai, 32% for him is not terrible, but, like, this team has shooters, has guys that have a history in their career of being able to knock down threes, and, and for whatever reason, just all year long, they have not been able to. And I think, really, a lot of it is Santiago Vescovi. 
and just that shoulder injury that he's been battling through. Uh, but got to be able to hit threes, and I think I, I think the other thing is the late game execution for Tennessee has been far too disappointing this year. You know, whether it's um, allowing Auburn there to make a run on you and, and get a, a look from three to tie it because you can't handle the press. Uh, there's been other times this year where I think, you know, late game, take care of the basketball, get to the foul line situations you've struggled. And last night, I mean, that was just a, a disgusting display of basketball. You should have been. I don't understand why we did that at all. Well, first of all, you should have been running inbounds plays that give guys the ball with space in front of them to run away. Throw it into the backcourt. Let Zakai go chase it down. Let him run that down. Let him get, you know, shave a second off the clock every time. Of separation. And then he can run away for three to five seconds. You know, take more time off the clock. And then, you know, Julian Phillips, that's just one of those, oh no, buddies. Oh no, buddy. What are you doing? You know, I I see a lot of a lot of hate for Julian Phillips. I've seen a lot of dumb takes out there. Julian Phillips lost us this game. No, he didn't. He didn't. He did not lose you that game. You should have never been in a position where Julian Phillips has to dunk the ball against Vanderbilt with with 15 seconds left for you to win that game. That was a terrible mistake. That was an inexcusable mistake, freshman or not. That is a mistake that I, I guarantee you he's not going to make again. But it's not. Do you the, think they were telling him to not? To not go and make a basket there, just try and keep him out in the ball. Uh, I mean, I think free throws. I think like that's where my issue. I'm not even. I don't think it's on Phillips. I feel like that no, was they, more they of a coach. They said after thing. the game that I mean, Rick Barnes was pretty adamant after the game. Like that's one that you 100% take, and it's known that if you have a 100% shot, you always take it. And that yeah. was a 100% shot. 100% you had a clear shot. dunk. Now I'm, you're not obviously trying to to score. Like you're not trying to drive to the basket. But if you have just a, a two possession game. To the basket, you dunk it, you dunk it, and you go up by four, and and then you you know you play the free throw game a little bit better. But I mean, it's tough. You had a again, still maybe could have won that game. You had a twenty seven percent free th- three point shooter, hit the shot of his life. Yeah, Unbel- If Jerry Stackhouse has the balls to run a set to try to get. A you know a, a quick catch and shoot last second corner three from a twenty seven percent three point shooter, and it works. I think you kind of just got to tip your cap. At the same time, Santi's got to know better as a senior to you know than to, to not, to not leave that corner. Yeah. Like I, I know you wanted to be that help defender. I don't even think you needed help. Like I, no. I think no, that I didn't. You had that drive squared away. You cannot abandon. Your man there in the corner, even if he is, you know, uh, probably in your scouting report, a guy that you say more often than not, you're Isn't cool him. with him shooting. In that moment, it was made pretty clear: no threes, no threes at all. You cannot have a three. That's the only way you lose this game. So Santi's yeah. also got to be smarter there to stay in that corner. Play for overtime. Like you're the you're the number six team in the country on paper. You should you should win every time in overtime. And I don't know. I'd rather give up the game tie and layup, and then and then not make anything happen with the with the time left on the board than try and give him give him that three. No matter what happens, though. And then Olivier closing out on the three, like he just kind of walked, like he didn't even contest it, didn't put a hand up. I just don't think it was it was even going to be possible to close that three out. Dude, like the Luke Cornett thing where you jump in front of the rim and not even. I do love when people I don't do know. that. Just a disappointing end. I, I was surrender cobring in my living room. I was like, there's no way that happened. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just 
it's rare that you see a team go through a college basketball season without struggling, you know, without having uh, a point in time where things really kind of unravel a little bit. Um, things are just kind of unraveling for Tennessee. And, like, it's not over. I've seen a lot of people just, oh, this season's over. You kind of need that in a, in a college basketball season, I think, at some point. I, I mean, I don't know. This is, like, the gut check moment, essentially, for this basketball team. You know, will they fizzle out and and be a couple games above 500 the rest of the way with a pretty difficult schedule and, you know, end up at, like, a four seed and, and not make it past the first weekend? Or are they going to have some guys step up? Or are they going to take it to another level? Are they going to take their preparation to another level? Are they, you know, going to figure out a way to win? I, I, I still tend to lean like this team is talented enough to figure that out. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, at one point, this team had an argument to be the best basketball team in the country. You know, uh, it's never – I think that's an important message for people. It's never as bad as it seems. Mm-hmm. It's never as bad. You know, it's yeah. it's not good right now. No. It's never as bad as it seems either. Um, it is frustrating. It's a frustrating place to be, but – you know, again, like this is still the same basketball team that beat Kansas, the same basketball team that dominated portions of this season, the same basketball team that beat Texas, and it's the same basketball team that was number one in the metrics, number two in the country. Like that team still exists. That team can exist. And again, it's not rare for teams, even national title winning teams, to have losses like this. I mean, you look like Dayton last year beat Kansas in the you know early portion of the season. Dayton was a bad basketball team last year. Kansas lost you know on the road at TCU and, and right about this time of the year, a couple of weeks later, you know p- p- past this point. But you know they 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 took their lumps. And teams in the past have taken their lumps too. Like these moments have happened, but it certainly feels like you're a lot further uh, from. We've had three of those moments Contention. in a row now, yeah, basically. Yeah, like, it's just, yeah. it, it's getting harder and harder to, you know, still think that you can bounce back from it when you've had, since that Kentucky game, yeah, the Kentucky game, the Florida game, and now this Vanderbilt game, like, you're, you're starting to fall into a pattern of inconsistency. So, I, I think maybe you got to kind of take this team for what it is, too. Uh, one that has a high ceiling and a low floor, an inconsistent basketball team, and maybe in March, you know, you'll be the team with the high floor. Right? Why not, right? We've seen this team, we've seen Tennessee as a program the last couple of years be excellent all year and not have slip-ups like this, and it hasn't mattered in March. So, you know, maybe this is the one where you break through. Maybe. But Josiah Jordan James limping off, that doesn't yeah. doesn't help. Nope. Uh, Santi, I think, maybe finally getting back to normal, that does help. I didn't catch the beginning of the game. What happened with Euros? Um, with Uros, he only played three minutes. I think. Uh, Did he get hurt at some point? I think the matchup just kind of dictated that, like to- Toby Awaka was playing well. Yeah, I mean, he had a good game, almost a double double last night. I'm a big. I mean, I'm a big, big, Toby. big Toby guy. Same. Big Toby guy, but yeah, no, I don't. 
I don't know what happened with Urosh last night. Again, I was, I was working, you know, and then yeah. didn't want to go back and watch a game like that. Mm-hmm. Not the place you want to be after that Texas game. After that, you you were kind of looking at your next couple games. You're like, all right, we got Florida. Surprising place to be. I Florida, mean, Auburn, and Vandy. You're like, okay, we, we can get some at- momentum going before that Alabama game, and now you're it's it's flipped on its head, and you're kind of in panic mode. But I think we were we were looking at you know a maximum of one SEC loss going into that Bama game. Now you got three. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, and that's what's unfortunate too. You're not going to win the SEC this year. Now, you know, you're it's going to be it, it would be incredibly hard to get the a one seed now mm-hmm. not i mean it's not impossible it's not over to do that but you know it just got a lot harder to do that too i have seen some people be like oh this team could play its way out of the tournament no i mean that's that, not possible. yeah that's not possible tennessee could legitimately lose every game the rest of the season they would make the tournament yeah, yeah. maybe the last four in you know maybe next four in but if you lost every single game the rest of the way still more likely than not you would make the tournament at like nineteen and fourteen, mm-hmm. with the wins that you have. Yeah, I mean, you'd, you'd be losing to like Alabama, Kentucky on the road. Uh, you'd only on have the one road. one bad loss. <laughs> it would be South Carolina. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, you, you'd <laughs> you'd still make the tournament. Mm-hmm. One more thing, all the people that are going back right now and and pulling off the I told you so's from opinions from a month ago that's not how that works like opinions change as seasons progress yeah like if if Tennessee goes on a on a March Madness national championship run like, I hope I mean, we get to come back and say I told you so no yeah, I mean I hope you can't celebrate the national championship yeah I, again I think there are a lot of Tennessee fans that basketball fans that don't really deserve happiness <laughs> if we're just being honest uh, we're, I don't think we're a very good fan base when it comes to basketball. I think we stay quiet far more than we should. I think we are always angry. Don't think we're all that well, – I mean, I, I speak for like – I guess I'm speaking of like a, a vocal minority here, but there is a vocal minority that doesn't really deserve happiness when it comes to Tennessee basketball specifically. I feel like we uh... – We struggle to, to to find how hard it is to like win a national championship in basketball. No, we don't really have we we lack perspective. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's college basketball is one of the hardest things to to win at. Right. Period in like all of sports. Yeah, but this is where we're at. I mean, this is what you wanted, people. Here we are. Your season is now going to be defined by what you do in March. And what happens in March could go. I mean, that could go a lot of different directions. Uh, this team could still make a an Elite Eight. I don't think that would be surprising at all. You know, these are still fixable issues. It's not like it's not like you're some terrible team right now. You're you're playing some bad basketball, but you still have a defense that, that travels. You still have a bunch of talented players, and I think you still have a really good coach too. And again, sometimes team go goes teams go through rough patches during seasons, uh, but you can still pull yourself out of it. And sometimes it can again, be good for you. March is going to be what defines this team. Uh, for all that can be said in January, for all that can be said this month, for all that's going to be said this month, uh, these losses now have put you in a spot where this season will 100% be defined by what happens. And 
again, you're good enough where, again, you're, I think you're still going to be a two seed. Like, I think this team is going to play well enough to, to be a two seed, at worst a three seed. You're going to be in a spot where, where you should make at least the second weekend, and I think you're going to be good enough to win a Sweet 16 game too. I think you'd be good enough to win an Elite Eight game. I think you'd be good enough to win a Final Four game. But I think you're also more likely than some of the other top teams to have a stinker. And that's what gets people worried, and I understand that worry. Like, I understand that fear. Yeah, you got you to just lean into it. It's almost like we've... Uh... It's like that um, that UFC fighter, Israel Adesanya, when he was like whispering, after like in the middle of his fight, like I'm prepared to die. Like we we know what the worst possible thing is for this team. Like we could lose in the first round of the tournament. But I feel like almost that is just like. I think that can be like a freeing thought almost. You know, like who cares? Like the worst thing that happens, we get bounced early. But like we get hot, we can make a run. I think you got to just be able to look on the little glass half full. Even though the glass is probably looking half empty right now. <laughs> glass is always half full, Sam. Yeah. I mean, all it takes is getting hot. You know, the best teams, if you want to say, hey, Tennessee's not actually one of the best teams right now, well, I have great news for you. The best team rarely wins a national championship. Mm-hmm. Best team oftentimes doesn't make it to the national championship. This is a tournament that is not conducive to having the best teams make the final. So, And you got a defense that can stop anyone in the tournament. you got a defense that can stop anyone in the tournament. Maybe you can figure out a way to be the hot team. Mm-hmm. Or just be hot enough with your defense. Just hot enough. <laughs> just hot enough. Just hot enough. Just give me, like, like we don't, we don't need We don't need, like, Mila Kunis or anything. Just, like, no. Allison Bree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just hot enough. I'm not asking for a supermodel performance. Yeah, yeah. Here. Like we don't we don't need Kate Upton or anything, but <laughs> like I don't know that the the new girl from the new House of Dragons that's her face a little weird, but she's still hot. Like we'll I take don't her. Know her name. But we'll take her. We'll take her. Sure. Yeah, just a little hot. Just a little hot. We'll catch a break though. Uh, we'll switch gears on the other side. Wrap up hour one. Stay with us on the Blitz. Sticking with the uh, the old ball and basket, <laughs> there is some other big news. We talked about it a little bit, KD to the Suns. I feel like I can't really imagine him in a Suns uniform, so that's going to be weird in itself. What a what a weird season it's been for the Nets, though. Yeah. I mean, you you start in the off season, right, and it it almost falls apart like three to five times. Somehow it doesn't. You know, you get to the regular season, you got Ben Simmons playing center, and you got, you know, whatever else is going on, and it's not going super well. Uh, Kyrie gets into this, some some anti-Semitism, dabbles in it lightly on the side a little bit, and gets himself in trouble, gets himself suspended, causes more drama, just feels like the Nets experiment is going to continue to fall apart. Then... They get really hot there, uh, you know, towards the end of the calendar year, 2022. And even into 2023, you know, playing some pretty good basketball right there in, in, in the top of the East. Feels like they have 
I, you know, it felt like they'd, I guess, gotten themselves back to like a, a position where they, they could actually run. succeed the way they yeah. were expected to when those those guys were put together. Um, then the Nets offer Kyrie an extension that has a bunch of stipulations, which are all pretty fair given his track record. He doesn't like it. He's not going to resign. He requests a trade. Trade him away, and you know, three days later, four days later, two days later, whatever it is. KD's gone too. Uh, what a switch up if you're a Nets fan. I, I would be just baffled. Yeah. But also very funny to think about all the people that just woke up to to finding out that Kevin Durant news. Yeah, it was uh, it was interesting like being awake for that, but waking up in the morning to hear that Kevin Durant's on the Suns now would be a – I think it would be more fun, honestly. To, to like what a way – like imagine like that's how you started your day today. Yeah, because that was the the I mean, that was the case for a lot of people. They just woke up and oh, Boom. Kevin Durant plays for the Suns. That happened while I was dreaming about you know ice skating on an airplane. Yeah, yeah. The Nets just blew it all up quickly, and you know they don't have their twenty twenty four pick, but they did just get four first rounders. I still, if you're the Suns, I still think I would be more than okay with what you gave up. You know, Mikal Bridges, four first rounders, other picks, Jay Crowder, one more player too. Cam Johnson, yeah. And Cam Johnson. Yeah, I mean, I mean you gave up a couple young pieces. I think those pieces now with a, a, a more of a highlight in the offense, even more playing time, like can blossom a little bit more. But now the opportunity to put Aiton and, and KD and, and CP3 and Devin Booker all together, yeah, you got to sign up for that every time, especially when the West does feel kind of open yeah it looks like a combination that is going to be tough to stop I mean you got I saw something that uh this is the first time in uh in like NBA history it's going to be the first four-time scoring champ with Kevin Durant the first four-time assist champ with Chris Paul playing together I mean oh wow that sounds like a good recipe, I would say. It sounds say, like a great recipe. On paper. Sounds like a great recipe. We also missed, by the way, that I tried Russell to bet Westbrook on... got traded yesterday. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. A little three-way trade. Yeah. And I saw some videos of, like, the Lakers pregame before that LeBron breaking game, and, like, Russell Westbrook, like, wasn't even in the huddle. They are like, Russ knew he was getting traded last night. Thank, thank God. Free my man, Russell. I yeah. love... Why do you like Russell Westbrook so much? You said that was your favorite player my, in the yeah, NBA. Yeah, he's my favorite player. Really? By, like, a long shot. Has been since he came into the league. Why? Uh, I just think that he's, like, one of those rare NBA players that has been a star but still gives you 110% every single night. Yeah. Like, I, I love hard. that he plays the game of basketball with just, like, a real sense of joy. Like, I don't know. I always seem to favor guys that are playing – because they love to play, and I just get that vibe from him. I love his hustle, love his effort. I, I think that he's a good family man. I loved his MVP speech, you know, hearing him talk about his relationship with his children, or I guess his child, I've always enjoyed. I, I just really like everything about Russell Westbrook. I was hoping that he would end up a Miami member of the Miami Heat. Still think he, he is that. Is there him. actually traction behind that, them buying him out they, and then him the going somewhere? I have shown interest in him as like a – another option to go with Kyle Lowry. I think there is also a chance he gets bought out. I don't know how big of a chance that is, but back to KD. You could have KD and Kyrie matching up against each other in the first round. 
That right would be now, awesome. The season ended. The four v five matchup would be Suns Mavs. That would be awesome. But um, now that two West teams have basically turned themselves into super teams, want you to power rank for me the top four title contenders from the West. From the West. From the West. From the West. Okay. Um. The Grizzlies are certainly not in there. I mean, John Morant might get, like, arrested by the time the playoffs come around if he's on this current track. My top four, I think uh, Phoenix definitely gets vaulted in there. They're currently sitting at five right now in the West. Uh, it's 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 hard to take Denver out of there with Jokic, with Jamal Murray, Aaron Gordon, Michael Porter. You got Bones Highland over there too. I I, I think that Nuggets team is probably going to be one for me still. They've just been steamrolling the NBA so far. Uh, I would probably put the Suns at two now. Um, that's I mean yeah you you gave away a lot of maybe like some depth pieces, some, a couple bench rotation guys, but you got Kevin Durant. I mean you got some of the most dominant players on the planet right now on your team, some of the best scores on your plan on the planet with Devin Booker with KD. You got some size with Aiden. You got a good point guard with with Chris Paul. I like that Kings team a lot. The Kings team has has been surprising people a lot this year. I don't know if they're if they're uh, if they're going to necessarily be competing for the West title, but they got some. That's certainly a team that I wouldn't want to be playing in the playoffs right now. You got De'Aaron Fox having a great season. Uh, Sabonis. Keegan Murray. I forgot about Keegan Murray. Let's see how he's doing this year. Keegan Murray is 12 points a game. Yeah. So so. Four and a half rebounds. Yeah, he's playing all right. You think his start to the season was better than what it's been lately? So, what's your top four then? It's. My top four I've got the Nuggets at one, I've got the Suns at two, I've got the Kings at three. The Kings at three is crazy to me. I don't know. I mean, they are like you know there is some proof in the pudding. And then, I kind of want to say something crazy. I'm gonna put, uh, I'm gonna put the Pelicans. I'm gonna let them have a run at it with so if Zion no Mavericks. Gets healthy. No, I think the I think the Maverick. I don't think the Mavericks situation works out over there. No Grizzlies. Nope. And no Clippers. No. But the the Pelicans you're in on. The Pelicans I am in on. Pelicans I'll, I'm very in on. I'll tell you what, I'm torn between the, the Nuggets and the Suns at one in terms of West title contenders. I'll I'll go ahead and, and put the Nuggets just because, you know, CP3, known choker, known playoff choker, Chris Paul. Maybe he needs an ayahuasca trip. but uh, Or to just retire. Yeah, I, I think the Nuggets, though, I mean, you said it, they're – Rolling over everybody. They're just steamrolling through teams. Um, when you look at it, too, I, oh, Lucas Garza was the or Luka Garza was the leading scorer last night in the Nuggets-Timberwolves game. That's a funny one. Uh, <laughs> sorry, but, yeah, I mean, you look at it, They, I think they're only going to continue to get better with Michael Porter Jr. and Aaron Gordon, you know, continuing to – Get into their groove. Um, Jamal Murray as well. And obviously, 
Jokic is, in my opinion, the best player best in the player world. On the planet. Yeah, yeah. He is the best player in the world. I'm going to say something crazy. I think that Jokic, he has a long way to go, a very long way to go. I think that he's going to end up the GOAT. I think that he's going to end up better than MJ and better than LeBron if he can have the longevity. I think that's the biggest concern for me is I don't know what his longevity is going to look like. But Yeah, I don't think I don't think. I think that Jokic that has much. a good chance to, to potentially go down as the GOAT. Uh, but, yeah, I got the Nuggets at one. I'll put the Suns at two. Um, I'll put the, the Mavericks at three. I mean, they were right there last year, right? They were right on the verge with Luka and Jalen. So, you know, you upgrade from Jalen to Kyrie. Yeah, I'll, I'll put the Mavs at three. And then at four, I'm not going to go with the Grizzlies. I'm not going to go with the Kings. I am going to go with the Clippers. Um, still think the Clippers, with Paul George and, and, and Kawhi Leonard, uh, they were, they're the kings of load management. But when you get into playoff time and when you really start to – to buckle down with the depth pieces they have too. We'll see if they, what they do with the deadline. But I like the Clippers as as the fourth title contender from the West. I think the Clippers need to make a move at the deadline. I do too. Uh, I almost put the Warriors there. I know they're sitting I all the way too. down to the play-in right now, but I mean they just won an NBA title. Like they are still obviously very relevant, especially once you know you get Steph back. I think it's really just how well can they survive until they get Steph back. But KD and Phoenix, man. What a week for the people of the, what do they call that? The Scottsdale, Glendale, Phoenix, Tempe, like a little quadrant. They call it something. I, well, I don't oh, remember. Oh, yeah. It's a weird name, isn't it? What a week for them. No, they're I having mean, an They got awesome the waste week. management. The Super Bowl. The Super Bowl. And now Kevin, Kevin Durant. Durant's coming to town. Hour one, though. It's in the books. Hour two, it's on deck. More on the Blitz next.